0: Help support our coverage with a free account on Privacy, the service that keeps your bank information private when shopping online. Take control of your subscriptions and other recurring payments, plus pause and close privacy cards at any time. And get $5 right now to try the service at collision.live privacy. Well, our next guest is here. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm
1: all right. Thank you.
0: Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Yeah, hi, I'm Parag Mitzel. I'm the
1: CEO and co-founder at Connected you That's one of the um, digital marketplace for IoT connectivity.
0: Okay. Obviously, IoT is a, a big business. Everything is connected these days. So where does this product fit in?
1: So essentially, if you look at IoT, we don't see it as one specific industry. It's sort of a web that connects a lot of different industries. Yes. and to play in that web, what we have created is a marketplace that actually, a digital marketplace that connects various elements that different industries require. So that's how we see ourselves as fitting into serving different verticals, not specific to any uh, particular one.
0: Okay. So if I'm producing a series of smart home products, uh, where where does your product fit into my world? Right. So if you look at it.
1: Typically, when we create IoT products, they're all connected by some of the other technology. And when we look at few components, like the devices, connectivity, cloud services, and applications, these form the four key pillars of the IoT. And in that, connectivity is the only element today that is not programmable. Once it's deployed, it's deployed. You cannot change the service provider from one to another. So where we fit in is in creating a more sustainable and future-proof connected products which allows customers to switch from one supplier to another even after three years or ten years because devices stay in the
0: field for a long time. Okay, so I have a temperature sensor in a shipping truck that's been there for three years. I've been running on AT&T and now I want to swap that over to T-Mobile because they've, they're giving us a better data rate. That can be a complicated process. Put your hands on it, swap out SIM cards, and it's some it might even be locked too to a carrier. There's all kinds of potential problems. That's where you fit in. Exactly. So, we heard a lot of um,
1: problems in the industry from a lot of different use cases, small companies to large companies, somebody with 10 SIM cards in the field and somebody with a million SIM cards in the field for various reasons. Sometimes uh, the roaming contracts change and you don't have the same operators available if it's running in roaming. Sometimes we hear operators are shutting down 2G, etc. So, how do you do a programmable connectivity? So, what we offer is a universal independent SIM products, uh-huh. and we pre-integrate uh, multiple operators into our marketplace, and we match the suppliers to the customers in our okay. marketplace model, which allows them to be future-proof. So tomorrow, if there is a problem, they can select a number of SIMs and say, I want to switch from A to B. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> with no prompting, we're talking about SIM cards. That's perfect. So, so instead of using... Uh, an orange and blue AT&T <laughs> SIM card. Yeah, I'm gonna use. It looked like black and I red. Connects it <laughs> you? Yeah. We're gonna use this SIM card, and this allows me to determine based on what, maybe where the thing is being operated. Maybe, maybe this train car yeah. used to run on the East Coast, and now it's on the West Coast. Yeah. And on the West Coast, it's easier to use T-Mobile versus AT&T. Or maybe we're going into Canada. Yeah. And we want to switch to Telos, Telos or, or Rogers, ah. or yeah, I got one right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, huzzah! Yeah. So we can we can swap from AT and T to Telos when we come up into Canada. Exactly. Okay. And,
1: and we also see a lot of uh, requirements from clients who are producing their products in two or three factories around the world, but then they're shipping them out for clients in 70, 80, 100 countries. Right. So we, our platform actually allows the customers to pre-embed a logic and say, okay, which country, what subscription they want to use, and then depending when the device arrives in that destination, our platform automatically executes it. It saves them a lot of cost, plus gives them better price, service, yeah. quality, and coverage.
0: I'd imagine this would be perfect with a Zergo device, <laughs> yeah. you know, you put that in a car and then off it goes, yeah. who knows where it's headed, this gives you the ability to yeah. to deal with all that. Absolutely.
1: I mean, uh, I can also tell you that we are a nine months old company, but so far we've already been selected to deliver over five million connections in the next four years. Ooh. and uh, Almost all, maybe there is a few thousand that is in non-mobility related cases, but um, Massive volume is around mobility cases, which
0: are out in the field and moving around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I worked on a project for <laughs> if you can't tell, <laughs> I worked on a project for logistics tracking, both yeah, you know GPS and temperature yeah. In, yeah. in trains <laughs> and. <Yeah. laughs> Do you know that train robberies are still <laughs> a thing? Huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That Depends. I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that yeah. train robberies were still an everyday problem that the train companies deal with. That seems crazy, yeah. but they absolutely are. Yeah. So, you know, you got to put a, a GPS thing on a train, despite the fact that that train's not leaving the tracks. Yeah. Because you put something on the tracks to yeah. stop the train yeah. and then steal a car. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And so that's going all over the country, possibly yeah. all over the continent. If you're on if you're in Europe yeah it's it going all over the all continent over. and you know orange about shipping is not everywhere
1: yeah shipping containers yeah. move across continents yeah. you know on seas as well so i'll do one better on the uh, trains <laughs> thing uh, there are uh, there are cases where people
0: forget where the cars are parked yes. the train cars <laughs> yeah so i've heard that as well okay. <laughs> um the the big spools that uh fiber optic cable that's installed underground yeah those spools apparently cost like 50 grand a piece absolutely and they get lost yeah so they put active gps trackers on them because absolutely. they'll just leave them on the side <laughs> of the road yeah absolutely. these 50,000 dollar spools yeah
1: so there's a lot of there's a lot of amazing use cases out there in the fields to connect with cellular connectivity or even satellites i mean now we have low earth orbit satellites coming in as well Uh, and um, even switching between cellular and satellite is a use case where when the devices are on the sea then uh, how do you connect them Uh, how do you manage how much data you want to send on satellite because that's very expensive data communication um, and how do you offload it into the right network when the ships dock into different ports etc right. yeah okay
0: yeah. so is this is it an entirely manual process or do i do i have the ability maybe to integrate back and be able to say when i'm outside of these zones Switch to satellite? Can, do I have any capability so like that?
1: Manual for sure, and okay. automation is something that we are building now. Sure. Uh, we expect it to be live in a couple of months. And uh, this will give a programmable connectivity power, not only to enterprises, because we're looking to launch a self service model, okay. even for long tail developers, startups, for everyone around the world. Sure. So they could just order the Sims online and uh, go ahead and crack through our APIs and build your own logics as well.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I- uh, obviously, I've got usages bouncing around in my head <laughs> for some of my clients. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ship you some cards then later. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely see some <laughs> some good use cases. Um, so you said you're nine months old. Yeah. Okay. So as an alpha, where are you in the in the process? You've got future sales of up to yeah four million. Devices, which is awesome, crazy, but yeah, where, crazy. Where good. are we right now in the in the process? Yeah. So we have already tested and successfully
1: done the pilots with the customers that we have contracted the orders with. Okay, and in the next one and two months, we are just now collecting the first commercial orders. Some we have received, so we are starting to ship already this month and next month the commercial volumes, and those those volumes will start to grow. And then we are in discussions with um, almost 35, more than 35 telecom operators from around the world. Uh, We already have four, which are under integration. Okay. Uh, So we'll keep on integrating that, creating value for the industry and the clients. And um, yeah, so we are basically a plane that is just about to take off. I would put it that way.
0: It's an exciting place to be. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, a little bit of nervousness, the excitement of the takeoff. Sure. Yeah. So do you have, I'm assuming you have an IOT background of some sort and this was a problem for you? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, f- not just me, I mean,
1: my team, the, um, uh, we come from the uh, telecoms and IoT background okay. as well. So, I was the uh, CEO and managing director at one of the largest sim technology companies heading their software business. Okay. So, we did come from a deep sim technology background. And the last um, about three years, we spent with um, an IoT operator called SoraCom out of Japan. So, I was the chief commercial officer there. So, we interacted and understood the problems that the clients okay. were facing uh, in the field. Sure. yeah
0: okay so you saw the pain points <laughs> firsthand yeah, yeah. And we, and saw and we saw it and we felt them. it okay yeah well that's good that's that's where the best ideas come from yeah i completely agree <laughs> <laughs> so as an alpha what are you hoping to get at collision So, at Collision, it's it's my first time
1: at Collision personally as well. Uh, It's it's really amazing. We had, uh, you know, one day of booth uh, with the alpha startups yesterday. That was yesterday. And uh, we've had quite a good interactions with investors. One of our main aim is that we're just fundraising now uh, for our first round. So we're looking to have some good discussions uh, with investors. And amazingly, we actually found quite a few clients from uh, Canada. Uh, Here yesterday, Uh, so that's the second objective and I think uh, That's that's brilliant for
0: us already the first day. This is a good space to be finding clients. Yeah (laughs) Because startups feel this at least as much as enterprise if not more yeah (laughs) I'm with you. So yeah, very cool. So if people want more information about this platform, how can they do so? So they can
1: just look at our website, connectedu.io. Uh, find me, Parag Mittal, on LinkedIn, and uh, just reach out to us, and we'll take care of
0: your troubles. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to thank us you today. Very much. Thank you for and having me. And we will here. absolutely be in contact. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few Sims packed for you separately then. <laughs> cool. All right, cheers. Have thanks. a good thank rest of the too. show.